Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. With the bandits dispatched and a shell-shocked Jeremy Baramy, the attorneys get to investigating Doc McNeil. After discovering a small antidote for the moonberry poisoning and a threat from Twigs, the attorneys take the unconscious Twigs and legless Dot McNeil to Ostragon's tower. Ostragon explains the creation of the moonberry antidote and agrees to appear in court for a dramatic entrance. Slightly unsure if they have their man, the attorneys pick up the investigation and get a confession out of Dot McNeil. They head back to Brookhaven and appear before Judge Olrath where Monique Valentine makes a dramatic entrance here to defend Dot McNeil. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the court is dismissed, you hear the click of heels walking with purpose. Prosecution, may I have a moment? No. Well, I mean, I would like to take several of your moments since it's your 24 hours, miss. Oh, no worries there. Nice work on the investigation. And congratulations on the prosecution gig. Brookhaven, no less. I hope this doesn't mean you'll be leaving Judge Gardner and the rest of us behind. Not at all. Uh, In fact, I think you'll be seeing a lot of us around everywhere, I'd say. Probably. Well, we'd love to hear it. Anyways, I was hoping we could do a little, uh, negotiating, if you got a minute. Why would we negotiate with you? Also, what is your angle here? Like, why are you protecting, defending McNeil when he's the one that messed up your case in... In the last court case we were a part of. Well, McNeil is my defendant. That's all. I live to serve the people of this great continent, okay? So, in that interest, I think that the court's time would be best used if we just settled this outside of it. Find a little, uh, plea bargain, maybe. What did you have in mind? Let's talk in one of the meeting rooms. Okie dokie then, sure, yeah. All right, you see her walk up to Dart, who is in the restraints, and she says something to him. She says, Jessica. Yeah? You got one of your teeth ready? I sure do. Of all the people I wanted on Monique the most. I'll see what I can do there, Gare Bear. Copy that. And we're going to follow her to her conference room in the courthouse. All right. She leads you through the halls and opens the door to one of the conference rooms, and she says, you guys want coffee or anything? Um, you know, 
ever since the last cup of coffee I had, I am trying to stay away from coffee for just a little bit, you know, given the case and the circumstances. <laughs> Twig says, Oh, nonsense. We supply all the coffee to the courthouse. I will very quickly whip us up a couple of cups. How do you take your coffee? Sugar, please. Yuck. I, uh, I, I actually really, I really don't drink coffee. I'm far more of a tea person. I'll change your mind about that. <laughs> okay, I guess, uh, whichever way you think is best then for me. Black. Oh my, okay. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> Goblin. I'm good right now, thanks. Black it is. I, I didn't ask for it. Nope, mm, okay. Black. And for you, <laughs> defense. Oh, you know, I just take it black. Plenty of sugar and cream then. And a special ingredient from me. And you see Moni kind of like sweats a little bit and goes, ah, you're the expert. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you think is best, Mr. Mr. Scaddle. Very well. And he slowly begins walking over to the coffee station. So what what does a, how does a bee bargain work? Uh, Well, you know, a plea bargain, if a certain party feels like that they may not win the case or they feel a little threatened by the case, perhaps uh, they uh, will settle outside of court and make a decision that is a form of punishment, but maybe not as harsh as it would be if the jury found them very guilty. It's the thing we're not going to do. And I mean, McNeil already admitted his guilt. I don't know why Monique is even entertaining this. No, I mean, uh, Mr. Thomas, I I think it would be really helpful, you know, just to kind of put everyone at ease if maybe instead of life in the dungeon, maybe we just execute him instead. I I don't know what to say to that. I'll be quite honest with you, but we're not going to do that either. Monique pulls out a little cloth from one of her pockets and wipes her forehead and says, all right, all right, please. And she closes the door behind you guys into the little conference room. And you guys see a a nice large oak table and there are these leather seats, very, very nicely upholstered. This is like incredible luxury. You're used to at most like very nice wood craftsmanship, but this is something above. You are in a very different realm right now. And Monique sits down and says, all right, I understand evidence is mountain, but you've got to understand McNeil is innocent. Let's not waste people's time when we can settle this out of the court and walk out of here today. So what are you after? What sounds fair to you? (laughs) Mr. Valentine, you are aware that he has admitted to the crime to us personally? I have spoken with Mr. McNeil and it was a heated moment. I think he was reacting to a lot of new emotional information and was uh, in a place of self-loathing, if you will. I, now, listen, I'm not denying... I saw what he did to my sister! Listen, I am not denying that McNeil has done some wrong here, and I think he, he deserves some punishment for that. But at most, this is reckless behavior and property damage. Yeah, he was drunken, he showed up, he... he Yes, he relieved himself. 
in uh, in the property and, and thus led to uh, expenses for Groomsh's brew. And we are happy to recompense those. But murder? It, it's just not there. Come on. All right, so what do you want? I want to settle for reckless behavior and property damage. It's, it seems to me to be the, the fair one. And uh, tell you what, we could uh, perhaps give you... 400 gold, 300 for Groomshes as recompense, and 100 for you for your time and work. As a lawyer, how much would I gather I would normally get from the case? I guess roll a history for me. Add your proficiency bonus since you're a lawyer. Okay, so that's 13. You get the feeling that if you were a single attorney here in the court of Brookhaven, a hundred gold, which is what they're offering to give to you guys. Three hundred is for Groomshes, a hundred is for you. A mm. hundred gold is, while it's not necessarily double, it is a decent amount more than you would get for a single case. So a hundred to go to us, split between us or each? Mm-hmm. Split between you. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen. We think we have this one airtight, so uh, if you really want to bargain for that, I'm going to be looking for like 10 times the normal price here. But we're not bargaining, right, Gary? You're looking for a bribe, then. That's what you want? No, that's not what my assistant meant. I'm simply offering to recompense you for your time. The court will still pay you. You will still have the case closed. We're just offering a little something on top. Monique, this is wrong. You know it. This guy's... This guy's bad juju. You do understand he made an antidote especially for the moonberries that he took, right, yeah, Monique? Yeah, he drank it. It didn't kill my sister. We need justice. I, I, want, I want his head in front of the courthouse. Normally, I wouldn't even entertain the thought. But the fact that I've got a wife and child at home that are uh, waiting on the, the next meal plan. I, look, I, I, I'm almost open. Almost. To, uh... You know, a reasonable offer here. I'm disappointed in you, Monique. I thought you wanted justice. I know you pulled some tricks back in our last court case, but this man killed his sister. Uh, sister, sorry. <laughs> I killed my sister. Right. <laughs> so, I, I won't fall for these tricks. Was that on purpose? It was halfway on purpose, but. <laughs> It also may have been in my head. I don't know. <laughs> are, are you really going to settle for for letting him walk scot-free? No, clearly not. Listen, obviously we would have to talk to Judge Ulrak, see what the official settlement is, but for reckless behavior, property damage, we will give you the recompense, right? The, the financials to make up for the damage. And I understand that his behavior came about at a very unfortunate time and has been very distressing, but... He is not guilty of, of murder here, so tell you what, we can even do... And understand, this is in the pursuit of justice. A season in the dungeon. Monique, I'm afraid it's not up to you to determine whether he's guilty or not. I'm afraid that'll be up to the court tomorrow. You really want to waste the good people of Brookhaven's time with this case that is just open and shut? It's not a waste if justice is found. I'm offering a shortcut to justice here. Something that deals appropriate punishment, appropriate recompense, and saves the good people of Brookhaven's time. It's a big city. There are a lot of cases to get through here. They're always in a rush. If you want to win Judge Ulrak's favor, I think settling this outside of court and saving that time will look real good on you guys as the prosecution. 
There are no shortcuts when it comes to justice. <laughs> You're new to this, aren't you? A little new. Not that new. Miss Monique, do you believe in an eye for an eye? Not necessarily. I, I believe in, you know, maybe like a astigmatism in one eye for the eye and a little bit of retribution. You become uh, an, an optometrist and help other people regain their vision. You know, it's all about putting good back into the community. You see, what isn't adding up for me, Miss... Is now I don't mean to insult Mr. McNeil's business, but he's in a rather small town, and where is this kind of money coming from that your defendant is willing to pay in order to keep this case moving along here? Well, if we were in court, I would object for relevance, but since we're just talking between us gals, I guess I'll be honest with you. McNeil Meadery. I, I don't think that's a secret. He is the operating force, eh? He makes a good fortune. He has been very gracious in living in Sapir and helping the people of Sapir conduct business there, but uh, he still runs his meadery, and it is a premier meadery. I'm sure you know its product well. What if uh, his meadery can help out the Groom's meadery? It's Groom's brew who make coffee, not that honey wine shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, same difference. It all goes in the same hole, right? What's what's the point? Yeah, you're right. Sometimes I'll put coffee in my oatmeal and I drink it. <laughs> I don't drink it. <laughs> uh, uh, Monique is like, oh, okay. Um, well, that to me sounds like giving back to the community for, uh, you know. Mr. Mogbile, I like the way you think. I'm not going to lie. I had talked it over with Mr. McNeil. He was a little more hesitant, but it is something I can bring to the table to again. And she puts a hand on Kit's hand and she says, I am so sorry for your loss, sweetheart. Thank you. Wait, no, you, I don't, I, I don't like you. I could crush your, your little, your little skull. Well, I appreciate you not doing that, sugar. You're, you're welcome. You see, the meadery is, is a well-oiled machine. It's a big facility, and Groomsh's Brew is, well, and I mean this is no offense, I actually think it's a strength, but it is a, a rather small upstart company. I think we can enter a partnership with McNeil's meadery. The meadery could perhaps shut down one of its brewing vats and uh, install whatever's required in order to... <laughs> Sorry, that's my, my little fae assistant. He lives in my purse. Oh my goodness, what kind of a purse do you have there? I just got this new one a couple seasons ago. Oh, this is Dulce Gobono. Oh my goodness, can I take a look? Oh, I just, I've been wanting to get it, but I just haven't been sure about the size and things. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's crocodile leather. Here, have a look at it. Oh, just don't mind uh, Siri. He's he's sitting in there, little fae. Just don't don't drop anything on him. Okay, I... I <laughs> I, I don't, don't you worry, I won't do, it. I, wait, what the heck did I just slip into there? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, you worry, I just, I, I'll be very careful with Siri there. Okay, thank you, so, oh my goodness, the material, just, I mean, look at the material. Wow, oh, it's yeah. just so, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's beautiful. texture, my goodness, it must just, like, oh my, and so Jessica will just kind of start, like, examining the purse, uh -huh. just kind of get a good feel that's pretty good yeah so anyway uh back to our conversation and while uh, gary is talking jessica <laughs> is going to kind of go 
Uh, do you do you actually? I'm so sorry, Gary, to interrupt. I know we're talking business oh. and things and all that. Um, do you mind if I just like? Why are you talking about persons? We're talking about uh, my sister. What? Well, we're gonna go back to business. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm I'm a little emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, kid. I completely understand. Do you mind if I just like see like in terms of the fit? Like I've just got a really large hand mirror and things. I just want to make sure that it fits in there. Okay. Do you mind if I just test it? Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, thank. Thank you so much. So Jessica will reach into her purse. She'll take out the hand mirror and she'll take out the tooth that she had pulled out previously, hide it behind the mirror and put it into the purse to kind of test the size. Roll a sleight of hand with advantage. 13. And you do so successfully. And I drop the tooth in and oh, you know, I think this is gonna work just fine. The handle isn't sticking out there. Oh my goodness. Monique, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And I'll take out the mirror. And oh my gosh, Siri, he is so cute down there. Look at him. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of sounds like Dot. Well, hi there too. And I will hand the purse back over to Monique and uh, take a look in the mirror, just kind of make sure my hair looks okay. I I notice a spot on my bone crown and I just kind of lick my fingers and just kind of rub the tip of my crown just to get it a little polished. You rub the tip of your crown and you manage to wipe off some of the dried blood from the combat you were in earlier. And I put the mirror away. Monique takes it and says, oh yeah, Dulce Gobono just makes the nicest stuff. I, he is an incredible craftsman. Anyways, and she hangs it over the back of her chair and then reaches out and grabs one of your hands with both of hers and says, if you need a discount, you let me know. Okay, I got hookups over there. I will hook you up, sister. Oh my goodness, Monique, you are just just so helpful. My goodness gracious. I live to serve. Anyways, I'm so sorry, Mr. Hera. Back to the business end. Monique. I think- oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say you are full of beans because... (laughs) I did have some beans on the way here. How'd you know? (laughs) You are full of them because if you truly wanted to help Mr. McNeil, your client, you could have gotten him many, many, probably months, years off if you let him plead guilty. Now that he's pleaded not guilty thanks to you and we find him like he is guilty, he's going to be locked away for a lot more time, so... Well, that is why we are bargaining now. Unfortunately, it was a very long ride from Eastern Orgea, and so I had to make sure my client was getting a fair deal. Now, as I said, in exchange for that bargain and the compensation, I believe that McNeil Meadery can partner with Groomsha's Brew, set up a vat which will help them roast at an exponentially higher rate, perhaps even use some of the nicer facilities to test new formulas, perhaps a, a cold brew or something, and then the door swings open and you see Twigs walking with his arms full of trembling coffee cups. I brought the rules for everyone. Why, thank you, Twigs. That was, uh, I mean, incredibly kind, but, uh, yeah. Okay, thanks. He, like, puts them down at the table, and then kind of, like, with that swift strength that you saw when he was wielding the sword cane earlier, he, like, shoves his arms and chest out, and you see all the little coffee cups spiral in front of everyone where it's supposed to be. Oh, wait, that's a fancy trick. I bet you bring that out at parties all the time. I do. I'm a party animal. Now, 
Where were we? Twigs, how much sugar did you put in this cup? None. It's disgusting. And then Thomas chugs the whole the whole cup. <laughs> You're disgusting. Right. Gary, are you gonna finish yours? You you can have it. Thank you. No. I chugged it all already. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, as I was saying, Monique looks down at her coffee cup, which is, like, almost white with milk, and, like, there's a little mound of sugar poking out of it, like an island. (laughs) Monique, if you don't want that, I'll take it from you. I'll take it off your hands. Knock yourself out. Thank you. And I chug hers. (laughs) Okay, you get, let me see, I'll give you... Temporary dexterity bonus. Yeah, I'll give you a temporary (laughs) plus one to dexterity for the sugar high. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. It will eventually become a temporary minus one when you crash. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) As I was saying, yes, we can offer you those facilities as well as all the benefits that come with it, of course. Multiple employees, a a distribution network, and the meadery will only take a 10% cut Mm. of the profits, no charge for any of the services. You will not be covering employee wages, you will not be covering distribution, uh, a cost of facilities, anything like that. Why are we discussing this? It's not happening. Why don't we just leave and go question the people we need to question assistance? Why are we entertaining this? To help out the brewery. The groomsh's brew. If they are up to that, it's always it's on them, obviously. I don't. He deserves to be at least in prison forever. And what he did. What about Kit's sister here? The one we are trying to bring justice to, right, Kit? Well, listen, Kit. I know we don't see eye to eye. Your eyes are nasty. I don't like them. But. Your sister would want to see her business prosper. I think it would be worth uplifting her legacy rather than allowing the man to rot in prison and our business to dwindle without her. No, I could could do the the roasting and the brewing and... uh, My dear boy... What do you know of the coffee business? I know plenty. It tastes good as shit in the oatmeal. <laughs> I don't... Entrepreneurs, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> he's already lost a leg. Would it really help at all? Would it help bring her back if he if if McNeil died, or would it help more to uh, give you guys a life luxury after what has just occurred? How long of a partnership are we looking at? Well, we're discussing that now. Because I am actually uh, curious myself how the brewery of McNeil's is even supposed to last with only 10% profits and covering all the charges. Let's be clear. McNeil's meadery will continue to produce mead. We are simply allowing you portions of the facilities and only taking 10% of the profit you make. Mm. We will still keep the meadery profits. It's a partnership. In fact, I view it as something better than just a straight-up cash payment or anything, because we are offering you the opportunity to prosper together moving forward. And I understand if you don't want to continue working with McNeil, but having these resources at your disposal until you can establish a similar facility for yourself, I think would be more than fair. We, we are investing in the future of Groomsh's Brew and Cat Harris' legacy. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, stop, stop, stop. Kit, look at me. 
Will a prospering business bring your sister back? No. Will a guilty dead man no. bring his sister back? No. Kit, your sister is dead. You will never see her again. I know I'm she's sh- dead. Don't remind me that. I know that. What, you think I don't remember? You think I'm stupid? I'm sure. I'm sure you would have loved to bargain with Dart McNeil before he murdered your sister. I'm sure you would have loved that, but you didn't get that luxury, did you? No, she's dead. That is why we are defending her to bring her justice. That is the only thing that will satisfy us right now in assistance. I'm very disappointed in you because we will never succeed as lawyers if we are just known as the bargaining type. No, we are here to win. That is our one objective to win and to get justice. I don't know why you're even entertaining this concept. It's ridiculous and I'm not going to let it happen. You don't think that's a form of justice as having him give up his business to help theirs? Absolutely not. If it's not the truth, it's not justice. So you think this is a game? Yeah, all about winning? Kit, look at the way this fool is trying to manipulate you. Be reasonable. He is trying to play your hot-headed nature. Prove me wrong, you little idiot. Don't call him that. He's done more help for us than anyone else in this room has up till now. I'm an entrepreneur. That's right. You're an entrepreneur forever. But you... Just... Everybody tell me what you think we should do. You already told me, Mr. Thomas. What does everybody else think? Well, I think you should milk McNeil for all he's got so that you can live a life of luxury as a form of repentance for the awful thing that McNeil has done to you. If McNeil's dead, you don't get anything from it. Cat, Cat's not coming back, we know that. And no one will know the truth that McNeil killed his sister if we do that. Well, he's still gonna be guilty. Not of the crime he's guilty of. Why, why did my sister lie? When she was in the court. Uh, that's something you're going to have to ask Miss Miss Valentine here. Well, Mr. Hera. And she again puts a hand on his. Your sister did everything she did to give the business and the people in the small town of Sapir the best opportunity to prosper. I cannot speak as to whether that was the most effective path forward, but it was the best one she saw. And she wanted to give a better life to you. And to Mr. Scaddle, and to the farmers who were growing the beans, and everybody. I'm not telling you it's the right thing. I'm not even telling you you need to like her for it. But it really seems to me like this is what she would have wanted. Well, then you don't deserve any of the cuts. Zero percent profit. That's right. And you pay us more. I want 500 for the groupies. I want... 200 for the entrepreneurs. Now you're thinking like an entrepreneur. (sighs) Any other demands before we negotiate proper? We are not negotiating. Can I roll to see how truthful she was with Kit just now? Roll an insight. Fuck. (laughs) Four. (laughs) As far as you know, she comes across as fully sincere. Yeah, all right. It seems to me, Mr. Phelps... That you are outnumbered. Well, actually, I would like to hear what Miss Felcher has her thoughts on the matter. At the end of the day, I really do think that we're here to serve the best interests of our clients. So at the end of the day, I, I really think whatever they would like to do, they have my full support. And I will work to make that a reality. 
Miss Valentine, the price of freedom is an expensive one, and you're gonna have to hike it up a little more. All right. We can settle for the 500 for Groomshes and 200 for the attorneys, as asked. Very well. So it appears I am outnumbered, correct? You are correct in your math, sir, yes. <laughs> so before I walk out of this room and continue about my investigation, I would just like to say who is the one that delivered the speech of what we're accusing Mr. McNeil of in the court? That would be me, correct? Sure. So it appears as if I'm the lead lawyer of this case, which means the final decision will be up to me. I'm afraid that's not how the courts work, my friend. I'm the one standing up there saying what our team will be doing. We are not doing a plea deal. We are going after him in court. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. All of you are more than welcome to follow and pursue justice or not. Mr. Phelps, Mr. Phelps, you are being incredibly unreasonable. You were the one who brought up the idea of a plea deal to him to begin with. Excuse me? I'm just here to arbitrate. When? You told him if he pled guilty that you would be able to negotiate a fair sentence. I'm, I'm saying if you had sure his best interest in mind, you would have done that in the first place. I didn't suggest reputation. to do that. Assistants, you're more than welcome to follow me in court tomorrow when we go after this murderer. I'm leaving, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out the door. Before I do, I'm going to say, Kit, are you coming or not? Roll a persuasion with disadvantage. Okay. <sighs> Okay, that one's an 18. Ooh, that one's 11. Mr. Thomas, you'll be a buffoon. And 11 doesn't convince this guy? 11's not high. But he's dumb. Okay. <laughs> but- hey! 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 You want to go? You want to go, Mr. Fe- let's go, Shy. Come on! Come on, let's go! No, that's all right. Stay, no, kid. No, it's no. clear. And he grabs you by the collar and he starts dragging you outside. Oh, dear. Oh. Someone help. <laughs> Roll a strength contest. So isn't the actor saying that, not Thomas. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, no. 13. God damn it, he rolled a three. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> he grabs you and you grab onto, like, the door frame as he starts dragging you. Uh, and he rips the rough on, like, the white of your shirt. Ow! Please let go. You're not trying to look out for us, Mr. Thomas. You're looking out for yourself. You're, you're just like twit. And you're... You're just trying to play me because you think I'm stupid. And you're not looking out for your sister. This is dead! I know, but it seems like you forgot. I'm trying to build a business up. I'm trying to be the entrepreneur that she wanted me to be. But you're not seeking justice for her. What is justice? Oh. Doing the right thing. And what is that here? What? Killing him? What is that gonna get us? Well, we might not necessarily kill him, just go to jail for a long time. And how does that help him after what has just happened? At all. Seeking the truth, Kit. We know the truth! He knows what happened. We know what happened. You're no better than that lawyer over there if we settle and lie to the court right now. Thomas said, Is that you all know, you all want? Why are you lawyers to begin with if you're not even going to do what, what you're supposed what, to do? What do you want, huh? Just to win? Is this all a fucking game like he said? You I just w- want to win? You just want to be the best to impress your fucking friends up in Opula? Who gives a shit? Who gives a rat's ass, Thomas? I want the truth. For what? We know the truth. Why do they got to know? Who cares? Who cares? How is that going to help them? They just know, oh, he did it. Great. Then what? They have no one. They only have twigs. Kit here doesn't have that much experience. Cat helped them as much as she could. She can't do anything now. 
So what are we gonna do to help? How is that gonna replace her? The truth. The truth has been fucking subjective since our first case. You even lied to get shit out of them. So where's your truth there? Talking about an ex. Or, 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 or that, that her boyfriend, whatever, was trying to... Was that cat was trying to cheat and all that. What happened? Where was the truth there, Mr. Phelps? Gary, you're fired. Good. You're fired. You can't fire me. I'm your boss. Thomas, you're not our boss. We're all absolutely equal partners in this thing that Dot put together. So I think maybe you just need to take a walk around the building and calm yourself down. And, and when you're ready to come back to the table... I need to calm down? I'm not the one finding plea bargains here. I'm the one actually doing what's right. All of you seem to have lost your minds. This you was not something this that came up right? in our last case, was it? This isn't right? Doing the best thing we can for them isn't right? But lying to someone about a relationship that caused this whole fucking fiasco in the first place? That's right? We found the truth, didn't we, in that last case? And look what happened. They broke up and you led a fucking butterfly chain of events and now here we are with a dead sister. Because he believed that you made a cheat. I didn't tell him to murder anyone. Sure, yeah, we couldn't have predicted what would have happened, but I think we well, need to- I'm just to saying, when you're talking about truth, and then you lie to get the truth, what the fuck does that mean? Huh? How hypocritical you gotta be? I'm starting to think that you always rest of tutions, Mr. Thomas. Uh-huh. You all have lost your minds, I'm leaving. And we don't have a unanimous decision, so I don't know what you all plan on doing in court tomorrow, so- Good riddance, get out of here! And Thomas walks out of the court. Do a Drembus ad. Find something, some kind of music. What about this one? Looks good. Ooh. Mm. It's Nikki B, it's Nikki B Coming at you from across the sea Everybody sit tight and follow me It's the halftime ad with Nikki B Woo! I love that I love that Keep it up, oh my god Alrighty people, we're here for the halftime ad You know the drill Here we go, let's jump in Your honor is brought to you by listeners like you you, and if you can't get enough of Drimbus, consider hopping over to patreon.com slash Drimbus to support the show and get exclusive perks like having NPCs named after you or Discord or our exclusive merch. And right now, we're giving away a free Tony the Pony sticker! And patron-only bonus content like our playthrough of the Saucy Barista Romance Game Coffee Shop AU by S. Donnelly featuring our very own Nikki B. and Michael P. Playing as themselves, you see. Give it a listen, e-e-e. Right now, playing a clip. Boom. I go to the freezer, pull out a pint of vanilla bean ice cream, and I start scooping out some ice cream into the blender. When he 
bent down to pick up the blender, his vest came up a little bit, and I saw his tattoo. So, on his his, his tramp stamp tattoo. So, um, I really like your magic school bus tattoo, by the way. Oh, um, thank you so much. I I really appreciate that. Funny story about that. I I went to New Orleans, and um, well, you know. It was Mardi Gras, spring break, and uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up in a, in a tattoo shop on a dare, and, well, I, I always felt uh, very connected to Miss Frizzle, so. <laughs> With the frizz? <laughs> no way! <laughs> oh, yeah, so I, I thought that that would be the, the kind of the best thing to get. Uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, they had a design there, uh, otherwise he would have been freehanding it. Um, but yeah, th- thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I kind of blush and I go back to um, the milkshake. Well, Nick, I think you just complimented Michael. <laughs> I did. You want to give him a D6? You want to hear more? Of course you do. Come on. Join our wonderful community of patrons over at patreon.com. Speaking of which, thank you, time. Thank you, Jerry Benetados. Thank you, Queso Loco. Thank you, John Mitchell. Thank you, Kevin Doublet. Thank you, Terrence Knox. Thank you, Victoria Madrid. Thank you, Greta and Beignet. Thank you, Alejandro Lopez. Thank you, Ace Andrews. Thank you, Emrys Craig. Thank you, Ben B. Thank you, Thomas Murphy. Thank you, Regina Russell. Thank you, Lazy Tortoise. And thank you, Morgan Holly. Let's get back into the show. Yeah, I think that's a good ad. Jeez, uh, Monique, sorry that it got so, uh, so heated and so, uh, well, <laughs> argumentative and un- I, I dare to say uncivilized. Gary gets up to pace, like, to cool down. Yeah. Like he paces around the room. By the <sighs> way, Thomas is going to look for Jeremy Barramy. You get the sense that Jeremy Barramy is probably working in the court right now because it's the middle of the day. Okay, he's going to where he is. Okay. So Thomas begins uh, waiting outside of the double doors to the court. At which point, so Gary's pacing around, and you see Kit is also pacing. And uh, <laughs> at some point, it's like he starts to get stressed out, and he like picks Gary up by the shirt collar, and he starts doing like arm curls with you. <laughs> he just huffs, I guess, with him while he's getting curled. <laughs> at which point, Monique goes, "It's quite all right. Listen, I wanted to come at this from a place of friendliness and." Uh, Try to do what is actually right, but uh, I understand what it's like to be a young attorney, the, the world at your feet, but he's being unreasonable. You have no hard evidence, and at the end of the day, if you're gonna try and paint Dart's character otherwise, he's the one that spoke the truth on the stand. Cat's the one that lied. Hey! I'm just saying, I really do think this would be a losing case, and Mr. McNeil is ready to settle in a way that benefits you and makes up for the harm that he has caused well you know what now i think i think he deserves to be in jail for for two for for, uh, four seasons for a year yeah for a year easy there mr Heron. we are trying to find an equitable situation for all of us no we're not trying to find one for all of us we're trying to find what's best for them you lost this case he is guilty okay I know you think that you've you've got us by the balls, but it's the other way around, sweetheart. Roll a persuasion check. Ugh, 11. She says, like I said, I really do think this is a losing case for you. But 
I'm willing to hear you out. Would you have come to us if you thought this was a losing case? Yes. It's what Dot requested of me. In fact, while I am his attorney, in case it does go to court, he was interested in the prospect of a plea bargain. I'm just here to make sure it's equitable. So, I think the 500 GP to Groomshus, 200 to the attorneys, the entrepreneurs, as we've heard, as well as use of the facilities, no percent of the profit, as Mr. Harrow requested, is more than fair, along with the season in the dungeon, as we had established. Does this sound fair? Well, Mr. Twiggs, I'm not in that business. Does that sound like a fair deal to you? It all sounds good, but whether he did so purposefully or not, and I really do think you are yanking our chain, Miss Valentine, one season in the dungeon will not suffice. The man has lost a leg, and he deserves to suffer just a little. Some time to think on his actions. Would you not agree? Yeah, I think so. Right, entrepreneurs? If that's what you think, then that's what we think. Um, I'm not entirely sure that I, uh, I 100% agree that punishment is always the best way to get someone to think upon their actions. Now, hear me out, Miss Valentine. Yeah. Would your client be open, perhaps, to having a memorial fund set up under Kat's name in which Mr. McNeil would supply a small allowance monthly and it would allow for a sum of money to be built up that could then be annually distributed to a promising young entrepreneurial person? I'd have to discuss it with Mr. McNeil, but... I think that sounds more than fair in exchange for reduction of the uh, dungeon sentence. Wait, no, no, no. I think he still needs to do some time, right? Well, kid, think about it. You're milking him now for all he's got. He's going to be, you know, living a hard life without all that income. So it's that's still a lot of suffering you're putting on him, financially speaking. And as hard as this has been, I think a, a small good could come from from this fund that could be set up in Kat's name. And I think Kat would love for her memory to be honored in this way. I just want to interject here real quick and be absolutely clear. Like I said, Mr. McNeil is still keeping the profits from the meter. Very well. But he will be taking a sizable hit by offering you facilities and employees and services, as well as, I hate to do this without his prior approval, but I do think we can set up this fund. How about, instead of proper dungeon time, we do a sort of probation. He is to go between home and work, and at work he is to attend to the essential functions of the metery, but to be at your disposal for any way that he can help you. Far, but but I get to punch him in the face when we get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure the court would allow that. I don't care, just let him, tell him to allow it. Let me, let me beat him up a little bit. Uh... So probation. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds good to me. Kit, I mean, we could probably conjure a dummy version of McNeil and you can release, <laughs> unleash all your physical uh, hatred on that. Far, but only if it's realistic. Yeah, I'm sure we can work that out. All right. right. Yeah, we can do this. All right. Are we happy with the settlement? I would say so. Uh, Kit, are you happy with that? Well, I'm not happy, but 
I think it's better than just sending him to dungeon. Uh, Miss Felcher? I am pleased. We'll give you some time to talk it over with your client, Miss Valentine. Of course. I'll talk to Mr. McNeil. I think it would be in our best interest to perhaps uh, move this along as quickly as possible. Uh, your, uh, your associate, he seems to be very dead set on not going along with this. I will tell you, um, how familiar are you with the Brookhaven Court? I'm afraid I'm not all that familiar. All right, well... You can choose to believe me or not, but Brookhaven is known for expediting their cases. See, although it seems to work in your friend's favor over in Eastern Orgea, Judge Gardner likes to give appropriate time for investigations. Several days when required. Sometimes cases go on a bit longer because it's a less densely populated region. Here in Brookhaven, Judge Ulrich is going through countless cases. A plea bargain would not only look good to him, it will get you the best outcome because he will rush this case. So I really do think this is a win-win for everyone. To the point where if one of your party members is absent while we're agreeing to this deal, I'm willing to say that he'd probably look the other way. That's very good to know, Miss Valentine. I appreciate your candor. Listen, I know why we all get into it. We all want to do good, but we got to work within the system we got. I'm going to go talk to Mr. McNeil about setting up that fund, and I suppose I'll meet you outside the court when it next lets out. Should be soon. Wonderful. Very well. I'm glad we could come to an agreement. Likewise. All right. And you hear the click of her heels as she walks out of the room. Gary, how long do you think it takes to get to that holding cell? Uh, I'd say a minute. All right. In a minute's time... I'm going to close uh, yes. my eyes and, uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to make some very odd noises and <laughs> gestures, and I need you to remain calm as I do so. <laughs> Understood. Meanwhile, the court begins to let out. You hear kind of rustling as things are coming to a close, and the double doors open for a second as Thomas, you see Jeremy Baramy come out. Okay, I'm going to walk over to him. I'm going to say, Jeremy, can I have a moment, please? Yeah. All right, let's go for a walk, shall we? And I, I want to usher him uh, outside wait, oh, the court to. Um, oh no, no walk. Okay. Yeah, I'm, well, we I'm, don't I'm, have I'm to. I'm still on the clock, buddy. But oh, what? okay. Well, what, what can I do for you? Can I have your assurance that tomorrow? I don't know how things are going to go, but you heard him tell us that he was guilty of murder, right? Yeah. Would you be willing to go on the stand and say so? <sighs> I mean, I guess so. I don't see why not. I'm really rethinking this whole career thing, but I mean, I, yeah, in terms of that case, sure, yeah. Jeremy, listen, I know some things happened earlier, some bad things, and I just want to know, before all that happened, how would you define justice? You know, I think about it a lot, and it's hard to come up to a single answer, I think. All I know is that I haven't seen much of it in this court. And that's why I was so eager to help you guys. At the end of the day, I think it's about trying to put more good into the world than bad. I just don't know if that's possible anymore. Would you change that if you could? That's what I've been trying to do, yeah. Even if you were the only one that believed in it? I mean, if it was actual justice, then yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jeremy. You're, you're a good man, Jeremy. <laughs> I hope so. This is going to sound really weird, but have you guys ever thought about just being reclaimers? Well, 
it's not something that's crossed my mind. Why? It just... The violence seemed to come to you quite easily. We had to do what we did to survive. To It's not what we would have preferred, but things had to happen the way they happened. I, I get it. Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to accept, but I understand that... I mean, I would have liked to have seen them brought to justice, but it was the best option you had. It was the only way to save him. Trying to bring them in would have just led to more harm. Right. I'm glad you can make peace with it yourself, though. I've definitely got a lot to think about. Anyways, uh, good luck. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Will do. From behind closed doors, you hear the banging of a gavel, and people begin to stand up as Jeremy opens the big double doors, and people begin to walk out of the courtroom. Meanwhile, inside the conference room, Jessica, what do we see you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Jessica sits on top of the conference table, adjusts her skirt as she crosses her legs, Her palms are placed down on the table as she pushes her chest forward, head up. Her mouth is open, eyes open, but her eyes start to roll back inside her head and you just see the whites of her eyes as she goes, (laughs) She turns into a lawnmower. (laughs) As As she enters this trance, and she is blinded and deafened and can hear everything in the location of the tooth for one minute. Hear or see? Hear and see, as if I were located where it is. So I begin by seeing Siri. Yeah, so so you see Siri, the little fairy just kind of floating inside the Dulce Gobono purse. And then you see the light of, I guess, the day as the purse opens. And you hear Monique say, Hey, Siri, send Hagatha a message saying, I think it's going well. Okay, I'll send this. And you see Siri pulls out like a very tiny parchment and writes something on it and then snaps its fingers. And the parchment evaporates into the air in like a little puff of pink smoke. As this is happening, you hear some more muffled conversations between Monique and one of the reclaimers going, yeah, I'm here to see my client, uh, um, Dot McNeil. Yeah, right this way. And then you hear the sound of like a, a cell opening. She approaches and she says, all right, Dot, here's what we got. Um, I think I got him down. It's a bit on the high end of what you would have wanted, but I, I really do think it's the best deal for you. You know what you did and... I, I think you owe it to these people to do some good. Okay, so what are the terms? 500 for groomshes, 200 for the attorneys. No cut of the profit from letting them use your facilities as well as they really wanted dungeon time. However, I got them down to parole. So house and work, you are to be at their disposal for a season. Nothing other than that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I really don't. And Jessica, you are like zapped out of the trance as you re-enter your body. Oh my, oh my goodness, haven't done that in a while. Jeez Louise, oh, really gives you a pain in the neck there. Oh golly. Okay, well, Gear Bear, uh, based on what I heard of you, it seems he definitely did it. Right. I mean, we already kind of knew that, but uh, it looked like we did well, I think. 
based on what I heard. Uh, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't hear much. She was just given the uh, plea bargain. She did say something about, um, I think things are going well, and she sent some message through Siri to a woman, or I'm not sure exactly if it's a woman, but a, a person named Hagatha. Hagatha or Agatha? Hagatha. Hmm. Well, uh, did they talk about what we just talked about the deal that he's gonna have to yeah she 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 gave the deal over and he kind of swore a bit and said dang monique and that that's when i got zapped out did she omit anything or is it the full thing we agreed to because if it's not there's gonna be problems i didn't hear about the foundation exactly but she couldn't go and get the deal approved to him and then come that's not how this right that's not how this works yeah just in case uh He's going to have a misunderstanding, and then there's going to be a whole thing. But yeah, we're not settling for anything less than what we agreed upon when she left. Absolutely. No, it, usually how these kind of things work, Garrett, from my memory, is that they come back with a signed parchment with the specifics. So that way it's a very like nice, solid contract. We don't want any bound by words thing here. Unless, of course, there's some sort of magic that binds the words. Yeah. Now, Gary, I, I hate to say it, but uh, what are we going to do about Tamis? I think he might be... Well, I mean, I don't know. I think what I had suggested is is a form of justice. I absolutely agree. This is even better than that. Yeah, I think you brought a real good entrepreneurial spirit to it. Now, look, I don't... Monique still rubs me the wrong way, but I think I she understands. I mean, as understands. long as the missus is rubbing you the right way. <laughs> God, I missed that woman. Sorry, Gare. Sometimes I gotta, gotta lighten the tension. Yeah. Just like the missus, eh? <laughs> Poor Beth. Anyway, I feel like she can help us uh, run this along, like she said, cuts and corners, you know, and whatnot with the judge. So, uh, I don't think we have to worry too much about Thomas. As you're having this chat, you hear a knock on the door, and you see Monique is outside waving at you. I say come in and wave her on in. All right, just, uh, wanted to let you guys know I, I spoke to Mr. McNeil, and we're, we're good to go on those terms. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, shall we bring it to the judge? Let's, I, I actually believe I just saw court let out right now. Excellent, let's go then. And you guys begin walking to the main chamber as you see a number of people exiting from there and who do you see standing at the entrance but Thomas Phelps. <sighs> Gosh dang it. Wow, she played you all like a fiddle, didn't she? Well, Mr. Phelps, I don't think Monique Valentine has played anyone like a fiddle. I think she plays a, a very lovely harp. <laughs> uh, Mr. Baramy. Would you mind asking uh, Miss uh, Judge Ulrich if we could have just a minute of his time uh, in between sessions? I, I believe we have a, a plea bargain we wanted to settle on. And before he walks away, Jess goes, and just a minute, yeah? Like exactly a minute? Oh my god. <laughs> well, like, you know, maybe two or three, but yeah. Okay, just making sure. Just, uh, just for my own purposes. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay. And Jeremy goes, yeah, o- okay. He goes into the court chambers, and then roughly a minute later, he opens the doors and he says, Yep, go go on ahead. I'll send word for Mr. McNeil. Thank you so much, Jeremy. And she puts a hand on his cheek, like under the visor, and then walks in. I turn to Thomas and go, Do you promise that you're going to behave yourself in there? While you were away, we came to a very nice agreement, I think. They are going to set up a fund in Kat's name to help other entrepreneurs in the future. And I think that's a really lovely way to honor her memory. I promise I will do what's right. 
You're not gonna get through to him. He just cares about himself and his stats. You don't know me at all, Gary, if you think that's true. Thomas, the sugar high wears off and you begin crashing and you get a temporary minus one to your dexterity. Whew. Look out, really gonna need it in the courtroom. <laughs> dexterity. As Jessica hears Thomas say that, she's like, I was afraid you were gonna say something like that, Thomas. And she starts to sing Wind Beneath My Wings <gasps> as she casts Sleep on him. I, I gotta try to find a way to fight through it. How do I do that? How do I- You get a saving throw, that's, that's what you get. No, it's, I roll five D8s, and if I roll higher than the HP, he falls asleep for a minute. <gasps> Whoa, that's why you were asking if it's a minute. Yeah. <laughs> As this is happening, you are singing and you see one of the reclaimers walk in with dart in restraints. My roll is a 15. How much HP do you have? I have exactly 15. Ooh, I think. Is is a tie go to you? So yes, 15 goes to me. You are the wind beneath my wings. No, Thomas, you you begin (laughs) crashing from the sugar. But then you keep crashing. Oh. You nosedive. You begin getting sleepier and sleepier. Jeremy, help. I'm assuming there's like a bench right outside the door, and Jessica will lower him onto the bench gently and go, All right, it's time to get this over with. This has been. Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, and Nicholas Benetados as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind the scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Forgive me, Father. For I have sinned. It's been six months. Since my last confession. What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings I could recap here. Today, I want to confess the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, okay. Uh, lots to unpack here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I am. <laughs> Lightly dosed his Gatorade with a powerful laxative. And I guess sorry for making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt he had a right to know what you've done. What I've done? What did I do? Are you kidding? Do you love 
Emily? What the hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professional. Where do you get off talking to me like this? <clears throat> Excuse me? What the f who is there? Forgive me. A comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.